Central Michigan Hooligans Unite. This is the CMU Touchline Talk Podcast with Cody Devona and Neil Roseanne. Hello and welcome to another episode of CMU Touchline Talk. I'm Neil Roseanne here joined with Cody DeBona and it took a little bit of an Easter break. We had a week off. I uh, hope you enjoyed your Easter or other or maybe whatever family gatherings you had. Uh, how, did you enjoy your Easter, Cody? I did. I ate, I ate uh, too much ham, uh, I would say. Oh, way too much ham, <laughs> way too much chocolate, you know, and we are right now recording live on a rainy very rainy day here in central Michigan. It's a uh, London-esque day here. With, uh, that's what I was going to say. We skipped straight over Seattle to London. <laughs> um, I was uh, I was supposed to start. Loons were supposed to start their season today. They couldn't. No. Doubleheader tomorrow. So I'm going to be working a doubleheader <sighs> tomorrow on top of what I probably talked to Cody before. Uh, just a massive school schedule, you know, getting to wrap up here. But, hey... I love the rain, though. It really made every t- everything today better. Mm-hmm. You know, hope springs eternal, but maybe not for every soccer team coming forward here, Absolutely. especially in the English Premier League. In the EPL this weekend, things got tightened up, you could say, or maybe a little bit more solidified on who was going to win. We will give you a wrap-up of pretty much all the big games that happened last weekend. We preview this weekend, which really there's only one match you're going to need to be watching this weekend, the Manchester Derby. And, of course, a little bit of MLS action and play a game of some sort all within this week's podcast, Cody. So are you ready to go? I'm ready. We will start with the biggest, possibly the biggest uh, surprise in a long (laughs) time in the English Premier League, uh, Crystal Palace 2, Man City 1. The Eagles giveth and the Eagles taketh away. After gifting City with the Premier League winner's medals last season, Palace ripped them away and almost certainly locking up the title for Chelsea. Man City now sit nine points adrift. Chelsea with a game in hand. Is the race effectively over? Yeah. No, it's yeah, it's definitely over. It was over a couple weeks ago. I think uh, Man City, I mean, I'll get to a lot of it talking about the Derby, but... Um, they're completely out of form. They just they don't know where they are in the field and and uh, yeah, I, I kind of felt bad for them at, to a certain point. I think they had seventy four percent possession, like twenty eight shots. Mm-hmm. Still ended up losing, but yeah, this is what I have. This is their third defeat in their last five matches. Uh, it's pretty much been the story of their season: losing to these smaller clubs that they should be beating and effectively winning the title again. But uh, twenty two shots to five against Crystal <laughs> Palace. But see, now here's the key part. They have 22 shots, but only four of them on target. Crystal Palace has five, gets three on target. All I got to say is Alan Pardew is a god because what he's done is he's going to have saved Newcastle. I'm sure they're going to stay up this season. And he's going to take in, he's pretty much going to keep Palace in it, if not in a top uh, half of the table finish. It's just incredible what he's doing. But then on the other side here, uh, do you think Pellegrini is out? Is it he, they, he's pretty much crashed out of every competition they've been in this season? Yeah, I think um, uh, I think Pellegrini's out this season. Um, I think he was out after they lost to Barcelona. Um, Manchester City wants cha- they have Champions League dreams. They they've they've won they've they've won the Premier League. They've spent the money. They get stuck in the same. It feels like the same exact team every time mm. in the Premier League. And I think after that that loss, it was a heartbreaker too because they did play well in that. After that loss, they just haven't been the same team. Mm-hmm. 
Well, well uh, with the goals, at least for uh, Crystal Palace, uh, Glenn Murray's goal, he had he was offsides. That was a missed mm-hmm. call by the refs. But, hey, the Eagles showed their worth with that Jason Punching goal. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was tasty, delightful, all that you could ask for. And, really, this is the second straight year, and I tweeted this out, this is the second straight year that Crystal Palace have essentially dealt the blow to a team that ends up winning, or they pretty much deal the blow that seals the uh, Premier League for another side. So maybe they should get maybe some like you know some competition medal. Like you tried, like you had a hand in this. <laughs> they always do, and uh, I think, like you said, I think it's a point to make that Pardew has been um, instrumental. I mean, af- after he left Newcastle, Newcastle just dropped, and then goes to Crystal Palace, bringing him up. Um, he's effectively saved his job and opened up any other job offerings I, after this. I feel like he is the best English manager, at least in the EPL right now. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of them that are doing well, but I, he's he's like I said, it's just astounding that pretty much after Newcastle were knocking on the door for uh, Europe uh, Europe spots, getting close to a Europa League, and now they sit in 13th. Crystal Palace is now past them in 11th, and honestly. I think Crystal Palace could gun for at least eighth here uh, with how they're firing. It'll be tough, but I think that they can at least jump Stoke City in a few weeks and maybe even West Ham, which will be incredible for them. And, you know, for a small club, hey, at least staying up is a big deal, but then finishing in the top half, even more of a big deal, especially with big names like Everton, Newcastle behind you, even Aston Villa. So that is an overall overall shocking result, but still very good for Crystal Palace. Um, What do you think this does for them going uh, going on into the future here? I think it does great things. And um, to be honest, it reminds me of Swansea City, I think, uh, two years ago. Look at Swansea now. I mean, they're really competing. They're knocking off Manchester United over and over again in teams of that caliber. And if Crystal Palace can stay in the in the in the top half, and they can add, they can add quality, and uh, they they can be like Swansea City, and they just keep moving up. So good, that'll be good. I'm I I'm really hope that I really hope that they go on far here, mm-hmm. and at least uh, oh, I'd love to see an eighth place finish for them. I'm not sure if that's exactly in the cards. I think it could happen, but it's going to be really tough for them. So we go from a team that's building to a team that seems to be utterly falling apart. Liverpool. Oh, boy. Arsenal 4, Liverpool 1. It took Arsenal 37 minutes to break through, but when they did, the floodgates opened. The Gunners scored three goals in in eight minutes to sink Liverpool's hope of the Champions League and possibly Europe in general while staying competitive, and the key word is just competitive, in the title race in air quotes. So uh, what do you get from this? From this, I at least get that Arsenal... Even though this is Liverpool, they are still the real deal. I feel in past seasons this is a match that, especially coming off of just a little bit of turmoil that they've had, that they would be able to uh, really take care of. But they had a high conversion rate, though, of 16 shots, 10 on target, and 4 goals. They were just more efficient than Liverpool. Yeah, and uh, I think they've been on fire lately. Giroud, uh, he's been on point lately. Playing well, he's put. I feel like he's finally putting the ball in the net. After we said uh, he wasn't world class, I think he finally got his stuff together. He's been playing good. Uh, not to say Liverpool's been playing good, but they they made a lot of silly, silly mistakes, a lot of silly cards, and I mean, once they got the third goal, it was it's over. This is just the story of Liverpool season. They're right on the cusp of doing something right, and then something goes completely wrong. They had their chances, and none of them fell. Mm-hmm. Um, they had that early chance. Um, Sterling just he has to be better. I know he's young and his in at least with the uh, you look at his rise last year how quick it was. This this is something that we could have expected him to fall off a bit, but he's still got to 
I hate to put a lot of hopes and pressure on the kid, but he's going to have to get better for Liverpool to continue. That's if he even stays there at this point with that contract negotiation. Yeah, I, I, th- I think he's made it harder on himself for the contract. Mm-hmm. If he gets signed by Liverpool for that deal, um, I don't remember exactly the numbers. I think it's like 120 a week. you got to imagine that's going to make it harder for players of his stature to come in and not be expected to get paid that much, too. Um, I think he's just... He f- Fell in love with himself a little bit, and it got to his head. Yeah, the uh, the brutal wheel of modern football mm-hmm. spins again. Another young player getting hyped up, getting a lot of money, and then being expected to perform to that, especially after just one season. So it is something, but you know, if you're getting paid that money, you have to perform, like we said. But hope almost at this point, if I'm Liverpool, Liverpool or Liverpool, <laughs> say uh, they, I would almost rather drop out of Europe at this point. They're not going to catch Manchester City. I hate to say it, and right now, just let Southampton pass you for that uh, Europa League Europa, spot. It's yeah. just not worth it. It's just not worth to get paid uh, pretty much peanuts to go out and to the eastern realms of Europe to the. <laughs> And just, it's another travel day on a Thursday, and I just, that would stretch them thin, and I think that, you know, if you go down to seventh, you can at least fight back, like, I guess an example would be Manchester United, probably not to the same caliber of that, Mm -hmm. but at this point, I think seventh place should be your goal. I hate to say it, that to lose it out, but they, if they want to get back, I don't think the Europa League is the answer to that. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, they have a chance to get back they, they could get above mm-hmm. Manchester City if by some craziness that Man City keeps falling. I think if Manchester City loses uh, and Liverpool wins, I think they're four points behind, I believe. Oh, they are. Uh, I believe that they are off six now. Six now. Okay. Well, yeah, it it depends really on their next games. That, that, that could judge the rest of the season. Yeah, if Southampton's right there on the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, last uh, you know title day, I would almost let them, you know, see if they win their match, then maybe drop them. I don't know. That's just me. That's just me being very pessimistic and not really a fan of the Europa League. I love watching it. Just terrible for the clubs that get stranded in between there in that area. So we will we'll move on from that. Obviously, Arsenal looking high. Oh, I guess we should touch on this. Arsenal have a chance to win the Premier League. Do they really? I know no. that they're sitting there, but... No, I don't think they have a chance. Um, if they would have combined... Last year's mm-hmm. first half with this year's second half, mm-hmm. they no. they would have been. I think they would be well above Chelsea. They're getting close. Everyone keeps saying Wenger, uh, Wenger out, but like he's putting he keeps, it together. He keeps, put it, he keeps getting it together. He just needs to get that full season together. And but things could get really interesting when because uh, Chelsea got Manchester United. They also have Arsenal coming up. Mm-hmm. It could it could get very interesting very quickly. But we'll move on to Chelsea here who continued their dominance towards the title uh, 2-1 over Stoke, despite Charlie Adams' <laughs> best effort, the best goal I've seen. So, Well, maybe not the best goal, but just maybe the most shocking goal I've seen all season. And uh, the title race leaders couldn't be stopped at the bridge. Uh, it came with the cost of Diego Costa only coming on and playing a total of 11 minutes before being subbed off with a hamstring injury. Should be out for a few weeks. But the Blues are seven points clear with a game in hand. Obviously, we've discussed this before, but how? Um, obviously, we believe that they'll win the title, but with Costa out, who has around you know twenty goals, big goal scorer, how is this going to change their title pursuit? I think it will change it a lot. Um, I do like Loic Remy though. Mm-hmm. I think he played well that game. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think it's Mourinho's fault. I don't know why he subbed off Remy in the forty-fifth. He knew 
well, we all know that Costa's got serious problems with that hamstring, and it would take him 15 minutes. And he, I mean, you could tell he's in a lot of pain right away. And like you said, they they got two huge games coming up, so that could be that could be instrumental. Yeah, I Costa uh, he's Costa's not a guy that's gonna play a whole season. Just the way he plays, he's gonna pick up these mm-hmm. injuries, and also with disputes of his age, <laughs> uh, he's going to. This is gonna happen more frequently, especially the more you put him out there. So I almost would have put him in bubble wrap for at least the final stretch of the season. Uh-huh. But I do like Loic Remy. I always like that move for them, uh, for Chelsea. Uh, I, I. <laughs> Still don't understand why we ever or uh, Chelsea ever got rid of Lukaku just because he was he could have filled roles here vital roles but hey that's in the past Chelsea against Stoke they were dominant as one should expect uh, they had ten shots on goal compared to uh, two for Stoke but it is what Stoke did with those two shots on goal I don't know if you've seen Charlie Adams strike yet mm-hmm. but man. I don't know if you watched the game live. I did. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe my eyes when that went in. Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, I, I was on Twitter and Sunday League tweeted, typical long ball tactics from Stoke, mm-hmm. kicks a 65-yard bomb over the biggest goalie in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. I, I was jumping around. I was pumped. I was like, I mean, Stoke's a tough team to beat. Yeah. They really are. They're probably one of the hardest teams to beat for big teams. So that could... Chelsea, I give them credit for playing playing as tough as they did because that's not an easy team to beat, especially in the second half, especially after you could see the goal in the 45th oh, minute yeah. from 65 out. Yeah, uh, Courtois made a high-profile mistake. He was just It was almost like he was one step too far. Uh-huh. It was that one step because he got a hand to it right at the end, but if he would have been one more step. But, hey, you got to applaud Charlie Adam just for looking and just seeing that. Like, just, and that's, that, like I compared it to, I'm like, that's like the equivalent of Shaq just heaving up, at least from a Chelsea perspective. That's like Shaq just heaving up a, a full court shot and hitting it. There's not much you can do. You mm-hmm. just gotta you gotta try and regroup. You just it's something that you'll probably never see again at the bridge, or at least for a long time, at least from Stoke. And man, Chelsea were lucky to not be punished. But all I'm gonna say is, as long as they keep winning, it doesn't matter. And see, everyone keeps talking about these ugly wins for Chelsea, but the last time that they won by more than one goal in the English Premier League was back in January when they beat Swansea 5-0. This is just what they do. They play very defensive, and it's just what you come to expect from this Chelsea side. Yeah, um, I'm not – I mean, Mourinho's a great manager. He gets the results, but it's not pretty football to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, it's never really been um, – <laughs> Yeah, a lot of park the bus, but not so much this year. Just strong defensive. It's just they're going to get one or two goals, and they're going to hold you to wonder strikes like that mm-hmm. or creative set pieces in the uh, case of Manchester United um, or other teams that have had high-profile uh, um, you know, set pieces against them. So it's just... That's just what they're gonna play. It's gonna be ugly, but they're gonna. I, as we've said, they're going to grind out the results. Yeah, they'll make you work for it. They will absolutely make a team work for their win. Yeah. So, moving on from the past to the present in the English Premier League this weekend, like we teased earlier, there's only one match you should probably be watching. I know, watch as many as you want. I'll watch more than just this, but. Manchester United versus Man City, 11 a.m. on a Sunday. What a great way to celebrate uh, one week away from Easter. <laughs> your your second Easter, if you want to, yes. with the rebirth of Manchester United. Cody, you're the uh, resident uh, Red Devils fan. Take us through this 
pivotal match, at least with uh, Champions League implications. Okay, here we go. We're talking the last five games for Manchester United. Um, 2-0 win over Sunderland. 1-0 win over Newcastle. 3-0 win over Tottenham. 2-1 win over Liverpool. And 3-1 win over Aston Villa. So that is 15 of 15 points taken by Manchester United, who's finally found their... um, uh, finally found the groove in the Premier League great right when it mattered. And we will go through the last five results for Manchester City um, in all fixtures. Uh, 2-1 loss, Crystal Palace, like we had mentioned. 3-0 win over West Brom. 1-0 loss to Man City. Or, or to uh, Barcelona, <laughs> rather. Uh, 1-0 loss to Burnley. And, uh, and a 2-0 win over Leicester. They've... And- that's not confident. That's not no. a confident football team no, right there. No, it really isn't. And, and they fell to um, Liverpool one match before that. So we're talking, they probably played three of the bottom um, most teams. Well, not bottom most teams, but three teams in the, in the bottom half. Oh, yeah. Leicester, only a 2-0 win, losing to Burnley and, lo- um, and losing Crystal Palace. They, they don't look uh, great, uh, as I had mentioned. And... Um, and I think Manchester United has a real chance with their midfield. I think Andre Herrera has been huge. Well, the two Spaniards, Andre Herrera and uh, Juan Mata. Yeah, definitely. They just seem to have more. They just seem to be more invested. They almost seem to want it more. Uh, City seem to be falling asleep, maybe resting on their laurels a bit, especially with the success that they've had after a long period of absolutely no success to now these years where you've won a couple Premier League titles, you've mm-hmm. won some other trophies. Uh, I feel like they, they're maybe at a coasting point. They're going to need to shake something up there. But uh, there's going to be a ton of cards in this match, as usual. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very physical, especially you can expect that with Yaya Torre. He's going to be muscling people around. And just tempers seem to flare, especially get some – oh, we could get some Fellaini on Yaya action. <laughs> Absolutely would be the yeah, highlight of my monsters. weekend right there. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I feel like the best – of both teams, or maybe even the worst of both teams. Sometimes people play down to each other in derbies. I'm taking the safe route. I'm going 2-2, but I think they're both going to finish with a red card aside. <laughs> I, I really think this one's going to be ugly, just because at, I don't think Manchester City want... Manchester, they don't want to be behind Manchester United. This isn't where they expect it to be. And I feel like it's just going to be just a toxic atmosphere. That's just that's just what I'm feeling for this one. I am feeling a 3-1 to win, Manchester United. I think... Speaking of Fellaini, he is completely dominant in the air. Mm-hmm. I'm not even. I'm usually so scared of corner kicks against Manchester United because we usually have a smaller team without Vidic, and uh, he. I think he won every single one last game. Fun fact about Fellaini: only has four yellow cards the entire year. Four. Four. Mm. Interesting. Wouldn't that, expect that, it with. Uh, yeah, just how physical he is. Just some of the t- uh, like tussles he's gotten into, at least back with his history in Everton. Mm-hmm. Just not what you'd expect at all. But I, I really do feel like the tempers are going to come out this weekend, um, or at least maybe it's some wishful thinking, just from you know from what we've seen in the past. Hopefully the fans mm-hmm. stay civil. You know, there's been some coin throwing on both sides, battery <laughs> throwing. Hopefully that stays at home. But hey, we'll transfer over here to the MLS. Also staying on a Sunday is a blowout Sunday for the MLS. You got the Portland Timbers versus Orlando City, and you got that big one, the LA Galaxy versus the Seattle Sounders. We'll start in Portland. Timbers versus Orlando City. These are these are two newer clubs. Obviously, a really new club in Orlando. Timbers, uh, they're you know a few a few years in the league now, but still, this is in Portland. Uh, 
you just got to expect that they're going to be energized, especially coming off a 3-1 win against a high-flying FC Dallas team. Those fans are going to be behind them. And honestly, I'm just going to flat out say it, I think outside of uh, Kaká, Orlando City are just not fit or not fit enough to contend in this match. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They keep sh- they've shuffled a lot of players around to their in, to the uh, reserve games. I was just checking out uh, just the sh- massive shifts between players. Um, I agree. Giant win for the Timbers over FC Dallas. That's mm-hmm. huge, especially in the season Western Conference. Saving. I would almost say season saving. At least I know it's really super early, but to at least establish that for a team that really hasn't been in the playoffs uh, too much. Outside of uh, when, uh, two years ago, like that was that is huge. That's huge for Caleb Porter to at least get the supporters back on his side. Mm-hmm. And not that there was really any you know tumultuous uh, like any kind of conflict there, but just early in the season, calm the nerves, get that win, and then move on. Especially over FC Dallas, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, Portland scoring uh, one point seven goals per game right now in PDX. Uh, and they are the better team. Kaká might be one of the better players that you're going to see out there. But Darlington Nagby for the Timbers will be key. I don't think Orlando City's midfield is ready to contain him. And he'll open up stuff for Audi and uh, Yuruti, who will just be... They just have a better attacking core to me. They just seem to have more fluidity because they've been playing together for a little bit longer. Uh, I agree. Uh, Darlington is he is influential uh, in that team. He's a playmaker and... Uh, I think they'll go on. I think they'll win it pretty, um, pretty easily. Yeah, with and then also with defense. I know that uh, Orlando City picked up Oren Cullen, and they have some stronger defenders, but they just don't have the gel that seems Ridgewell and Borchers have right now. Uh, I think they'll take care of Kaká, and oh, I feel like that first match in Portland just. I don't think teams are ready for the noise that they're going to bring. Especially an expansion team like Orlando City. Especially when you got some younger players, players who are not as experienced. I think 2-0 for Portland, and that's being being a little safe. I I would not be surprised if it got even more uglier than that. I would agree. I think it's a a very, very fair goal line. We'll stay with a Cascadia team here, or a Northwest team, with the Seattle Sounders taking on L.A. in L.A., uh, we don't have to be reminded too much of when these teams last met. Uh, the Western Conference Finals, L- L.A. went through on the away goals. Uh, should be another thrilling match. It's always good when these two get together because these are, I would say, maybe the two most popular clubs in MLS mm-hmm. right now. Uh, Seattle has are, uh, has uh, scored uh, two goals in three of their last of three of the last four meetings with LA. LA on a bit of a lull. I still think that they're f- trying to figure out life without Landon Donovan, but uh, where do you see this one going? As much as I would like to see the Sounders win, I think LA is going to pull it through. I think they need it more, and I think their players are, are up to the challenge. I just think they're going to come ready to play. See, the big, well, I, we, we'll start with uh, Seattle here. The Sounders, this is what scares me about the Sounders 24 shots this season, LA has 41. Now, that's something that you can't just have. But then also look at this. There's also been 18 on target for L.A. Not that uh, not a great conversion rate, but Seattle have 14. Now, also, they've scored six goals this season. The only problem for Seattle, that's only coming from Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins. Like, mm-hmm. where else is uh, the production coming from? Ozzy Alonso's been out. He's going to be back. That'll change this uh, team a lot. But he's going to have to keep a cool head. Um, he got into a little bit with it uh, last time these two clubs met, and Ozzy, you know, in big games... Sometimes it's something he's been working on. And he's gotten better, but I I still th- see him as a little bit of a loose cannon. Um, and 
Sounders, I know they've only played one game on the road, but they've yet to score on the road. So that's another thing. Uh, yeah, just another worry yeah, for them. Absolutely. But they've only conceded three goals. Uh, I, I don't know. But they're going to need almost a defensive perfection against L.A., especially with Ro- uh, Robbie Keane. You also got uh, Jesse Zardes. Just the, uh, just the amount of attackers they have. They're also going to need to be really good out on the wings. Uh, they're going to have to see. What I want to see is... Uh, you're going to just how DeAndre Edlin, he used to be able to lock down the uh, wings, obviously with the speed, but mm-hmm. I I don't think uh, Seattle has that speed on the outside anymore, and I think L.A. has still, with Robbie Rogers, done a really good job of staying consistent out wide. I agree. Um, and, I th- yeah, I think, like I said, I think the biggest factor is the, the goals are only come from the two strikers. That's, that's easy to lock down for L.A. Just shove them in the middle, and I think they'll be able to lock them down. We're also talking about a Sounders team that recorded the first MLS game where no teams had a shot on net. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I think it's a problem for them. They, the, the shots only come from two players, so they really need to get it out wide, and they kind of have a Yedlin hangover, I feel like, yeah. from, from the overlaps. Oh, yeah, and uh, shout-out shout out to Matt Hedges mm-hmm. uh, shutting down the uh, top two strikers in the league, arguably, outside of uh, Robbie Keane. But uh, it's... It's kind of not dire straits for them because those guys are going to be able to get their goals, but they need somebody else to produce. And a lot of these goals from Obafembi and uh, Dempsey are just like beautiful combination where they Between walk the it two. in. And that's yeah. not always going to happen. you got to be able to have some scrap and fight. And right now the midfield, I don't know what they need. They just recently got rid of, um, oh gosh, why am I forgetting his name? Used to play for the Tim. I we'll touch back on that, <laughs> but just um, maybe with this LA Galaxy team, uh, what do you believe that uh, they need to do offensively to um, attack this Sounders defense? Has only given up three goals this season. Uh, I think it starts in the flanks. Um, as long as they can work it out wide, I think they're going to get some lucky bounces, rebounds, clearances. Drop to Robbie Keane, who's going to put the ball away ten out of ten times. Oh yeah, I am still frantically searching Twitter at the moment to try and. Uh, see who, why, I don't know why, I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue, but, uh, no, I, I guess I just don't have it for you today, I'm, I, I'm sorry, they let go of, uh, gosh, it's killing me, Cody, you gotta stall for me, no, Yeah, kidding. no, it's, uh, <laughs> you definitely wanna follow Neil on Twitter for yeah. this, cause he will tweet it once yeah. he gets it. oh my goodness, uh, hopefully I can get to that while we're playing our game here. Uh, just oh man, I I can't believe I'm blanking on it right now. I was just so I was just so frustrated with it that I'm literally dropping it from my mind at the moment. It's the end of the week problems uh, when is, you're in college. It is. But anyway, we're gonna move on to our little game here. I I don't know exactly what to call it, but maybe kind of like hedge your bet. Maybe that's what we'll call it. Just uh, just maybe one of those kind of things. Okay. It's a, it's a it's a kind of some MLS stuff and yeah, pretty much MLS stuff. Hedge your bet. We'll see uh, where they go, and while you're answering, I'm going to try and find out what the <laughs> heck I was trying to talk about. Anyway, so reports this week coming out have Ibra, f- uh, sorry, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I'm almost going to call him Ibra just for no reason, <laughs> filling out U.S. papers to play in the MLS in future seasons, and there's also reports of Javier Hernandez or Chicharito leaving Real Madrid for Orlando City who is going to come to MLS first? Uh, I'm going to say 
not Chicharito Hernandez. Uh, he, I think he's only 26, 27. Mm-hmm. I think, 26. Yeah, I think Zlatan's got the uh, upper hand in coming to the MLS. And my God, I would love to see Zlatan Ibrahimovic in the MLS. Now, see, I, I, I agree with you. There's no way that uh, Chicharito needs to leave Real. He's only played one 90-minute match there for him. Just needs to get out. I'm sorry. But... With the likes of like Inter Roma, I've heard, I've had a lot of. There's been a lot of clubs linked with him. He really needs to move to somewhere there, not to MLS. Even though it would be incredible to have both mm-hmm. him and Kaká, two of maybe the most popular sports figures, um, at least on this side of the Atlantic, mm-hmm. um, to be on one club, that would just be great. But it's going to be Zlatan. The only problem with Zlatan taking over an MLS team is he would take over the MLS team. There are a lot of managers that can't handle him. Over in Europe, who are much more experienced than even, <laughs> even if he were to go to the, you know, he, Ziggy Schmidt's not going to tell Zlatan Ibrahimovic what to do. Zlatan's no. going to tell him what to do. And I, I just he has his he, own search engine. I don't yeah, know if you saw that, he, but uh, yeah, that's insane. See, the man is almost taking Google out of their market because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to use Zlatan. Maybe that's what I should look up. What I was uh, trying to talk about earlier with, but uh, he's just going to be toxic for any. Like he's just gonna be toxic for any MLS team just because he's gonna try and run the whole organization. He, and he's he just needs he's to calm bigger down. than any team that he would be on the MLS. And he's, much he's bigger, bigger than any man he's gonna come yeah. up against. The man is a beast. I'd love to see it. I would totally get a shirt of some sort whenever he comes over. I already have a shirt with Zlatan's I would hope. Face on I would it. hope that we that by this point when Zlatan comes over, we are reporting on MLS and I can interview that man. Oh, I <laughs> well, see. I would almost be scared. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the uh, interview where he totally shut down a. Uh, he totally yeah. shut down that guy with the um, one camera. Yeah, he had can, one he camera, and, a camera and reporting at the same time. Yeah, and they just uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, they you got to be prepared if you want to talk to Zlatan. Yeah, he was much. like they're low budget. You're low budget. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> just go away. And I was like, man. I was like, well, he that... really t- he tells how it is. And before we move on to our next thing, Kenny Cooper, the oh, release Kenny, Kenny Cooper. Cooper. See, I the He's man's a journeyman. Every He's been everywhere. MLS I was team. like, I wanted to say Portland striker, but then nobody would have known. Yeah. Kenny Cooper. Going back to our last topic. Union sorry center, to be. Right? Ju- yeah, he's been all over the place. Trying not not trying to uh, jump around too much, but they released Kenny Cooper. I don't understand why he was. He seemed to be playing well for them when he got in, and he was also. I feel like he, him and Nagel could add just some variation up there. I feel like there's a lack of creativity with the Sounders. Anyway, back to hedging our bets. So we're both hedging our bets on Zlatan Ibrahimovic to come to the MLS. Yes. Now. Premature question, but which club do you think he goes to? <sighs> That's tough. Uh, I'm going to go Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> He's gonna come I want to say LA too because I'm pretty sure I, I feel like Zlatan would be one of those guys that would want to take down the LA Galaxy. I feel like in 2017 he'll move to LA too or whatever LAFC is going to be, and he's hopefully going to tear it up. Because I feel like they're going to be looking for a big guy. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be an expansion. Then Zlatan will be that much closer to making his own Zlatan movie, in which I will buy 200 copies of, (laughs) if he's listening, which Zlatan knows all. So anyway, (laughs) we'll move on. Over uh, over 0.5 goals... For the Colorado Rapids this uh, Friday. The Rapids have not scored in 600 minutes of league play. 23 minutes away from the uh, the record set by TFC in 2007. They've only allowed two goals this season, but they haven't scored at all. So, where, so I said uh, either, so you got to go with zero or one pretty much, but over under 0.5 goals for the Rapids. 
They are bad. <laughs> they are bad. They are very bad. I, and I'm going to go under. I'm going to go zero. I'm going to go zero as well. <laughs> Not against FC Dallas. They've allowed four. But, hey, our buddy Matt Hedges, he's going he's gonna to stop them. Uh, I really think that they're not going to score till San Jose, May 8th. And I think that there's about four <laughs> matches in between there. They're all, yeah, they're score. only they're only on four matches played. I wouldn't doubt you, man. They have serious issues in college. They do. They can stop, but they they can stop a lot of people, but they can't score themselves. They were so promising a few seasons ago. I just can't believe it's come to this. But I, they, oh, they're in trouble. I do like to point out. I'm glad they finally got a shirt sponsor. Oh yes, uh, it took about. I'm that. all for our. MLS having shirt sponsors all the time. It looks weird when it's not. I agree. But if they don't, if they don't score, I don't. I don't. They might get. They might get their sponsorship dropping immediately. But yeah, I don't. (laughs) That's gonna be rough. We will sponsor the Colorado Rapids. So rough. Yes. Oh. Oh. CMU (laughs) touchline talk. A dollar a game. We'll give them. We'll give them two for a goal. We'll be safe. (laughs) That'll be. That'll be on our budget for sure. Okay. Moving on to another (laughs) bad team. I hate to say it because I would really like to uh, maybe work for this club in the future. Uh, Philadelphia Union, will we see Raz Mubali back in the net this season? He was dropped after giving giving a whole, I think it's nine goals in five matches, only ten saves. He looked dreadful this past weekend. He's now taking time off in France. Do we do we do you see him coming back in for another match for the Union this season? I will say it's a bad sign that they're taking time off in France. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't look up. I'm going to go no. And really quickly, I'd like to point out, if you guys listen to our MLS preview, our Philadelphia Union and Colorado Rapids uh, predictions have been pretty good so far. Yeah, I think I put Philly up there a bit. I thought that they are turning over a leaf, but obviously not here. But, hey, I don't think we'll see him come back in because John McCarthy, the 2014 USL Pro Keeper of the Year, will step up, try and get his big break in MLS. I, think I, I feel like he could turn the season around. Mm-hmm. USL Pro isn't anything to mess around with. I know that it's a lower level here in the U.S., but there's a lot of good players in there. I think that this is his chance. There's no pressure on him. No. Your other guys all the way over in France. Yeah. You got no. You got nobody behind. I know that they stockpile goalkeepers like none other in Philadelphia, but I still feel like the main guys are there, and you have this. You you have this confidence coming in. I think he'll be confident. He could change the season around. Yeah, a bit. that's an interesting point. I mean, it, it it all starts in net too. You got goalkeeper, two center backs, two outside backs, moving all up, and he's got no pressure, like you said. So. Yeah. I'm excited to see this. Yeah, we're going to put, I'm putting all my chips on John McCarthy for sure. Yeah. Last question here. Over under .5 goals for Eric Kubo Torres when he at least, get, well, he he was called up for uh, the uh, Mexican national team. But when they play the U.S., over under .5 goals for the Kubo. Under. So you're going with zero. Going zero. Yep, I don't think he's going to get the chance to play. But if he does, I would almost guarantee it because that head is just begging to destroy <laughs> U.S. hearts. It head's yeah, too big when we, with set pieces with all the U.S. has been playing that and just giving strikers free range. I, I wouldn't would be surprised if he got in and scored like three. I hope not. I don't want to even talk about U.S. national team right now. Uh, I really, really, really hope that we can come in next Thursday on a good note. Yes, That's that oh, I know. Same here. But uh, we, he just—he's got such a big cube-like head. I just think that he'll score. No, that's why—that's why he's Kubo. He's, he's got a cube-like head. That's what they—that's what they used oh, to good. say. He's got this square head that he can just head goals, hey. head him in. Yeah, he finds back in the net. I he does. Give it to him. He does. So that's why I said if he gets in, 
Yes, but I don't think he's gonna get it because this yeah. is gonna be way too competitive for the it's US. It's gonna be, you know, this is. There's no such thing as a friendly yeah. between oh, these two, especially especially down in Phoenix, mm-hmm. a nice like maybe hopefully fifty fifty crowd. Yeah, still probably be like seventy thirty, but that's no offense to any U.S. men's national team supporters. Mexico is just loved that much. Yeah. Um. So. I, that's all we really got. Um, enjoy the uh, soccer this weekend. Uh, be sure to uh, follow us on Twitter. You don't have to look up, don't have to look <laughs> forward to that update of Kenny Cooper for me. Uh, but uh, I'm at Neil and Sports and uh, Cody. Your favorite C Bones eight C Bones with a Z. Yep, that Z reigning supreme <laughs> again. Uh, I just got to get through some homework. I got to make sure that I enjoy some soccer this weekend. I'll be doing some baseball, so I might not watch all of them. Can't wait for that U.S. men's national team match Agreed. coming up. We, we, we might have to go get a beer to watch that one. Oh, we might. I, <laughs> I am all for that. I'm going to need to de-stress here after a just one heck of a week. One heck of a week. Let me just say, I'm getting close to the relegation zone, (laughs) folks. But anyway, enjoy the soccer CMU and keep on marching hooligans. We'll see you back here next week with another edition of CMU Touchline Talk. Just, like I said, enjoy the soccer and have a great weekend.